Santé. Hey there, what's up everybody? My name is Nate and this is Good Morning Liberty. Once again, Charlie is still gone. He's still gone. I'm sitting in the room by myself right now and I'm not used to it. I'm used to him being here all the time. But hey, I'm going to try that again real quick. Guys, we're going to give you just a couple minutes here to hit the subscribe button. For the next two minutes, we're running a uh, subscribe special. Uh, If you hit that button, then what that's going to do is it's going to send our podcast directly to your phone when we release a new episode. It's going to save you a lot of time. You know, just you've got enough things to worry about every day. Don't don't worry about whether or not you're going to remember to go listen to this show. Just let your phone automate that stuff, you know? Anything you can automate, that's that's one thing you can do it and it's not going to cost you any money whatsoever. But today, we're going to talk about going to spend just a few minutes here talking about this shooting that happened in Philadelphia, this shootout with the cops. Uh, let's just see what it sounded like on the nightly news. Breaking news tonight as we come on the air. Multiple police officers shot in Philadelphia. The tense standoff at a home and the frantic calls for help. I got officers shot. I got officers shot, radio. The massive response, officers swarming the neighborhood, police taking cover, weapons drawn. We'll have late details. Okay, so obviously not a good situation going on there last night. Uh, there was an active shooter for a while. There were a couple police officers, I believe, that were in the building, couldn't get out, and then there were six police officers shot. Not a good thing whatsoever. But, of course, no one wasted any time making this as political as possible. No matter what the situation was, don't worry, guys. During the shooting, while it was still going on, presidential candidate Kamala Harris was on CNN. Um, part of, of my focus on what we need to do around guns, smart gun safety laws is recognize that um, we have to have more enforcement around gun dealers. Uh, well, 90% of the guns that are associated with crime are sold by just 5% of the gun dealers in the United States. And so among the many plans that I have, both in the form of executive action and also in the form of legislation, one of them is to put more resources into the ATF to take the licenses of gun dealers um, who violate the law. And that includes a number of things, including when they're responsible for doing background checks, not doing them. So, but does your plan go now, from your perspective far enough? What we have here, if you haven't seen this, while she's on CNN talking about gun control, there's actually another screen, you know, doing that split screen thing. And they're showing this ongoing shooting from a, they're showing it's still going on. This is before they have any details whatsoever. Uh, I mean, once you figure out the details from this shooting, I think you'll see why it's so <clears throat> it's so infuriating that they would take this and make this into a political plea for more gun laws. Really, anytime they'll take something like this and they'll start using it to push new gun legislation, then you know there's a problem because this shooting had nothing to do with gun control whatsoever. There was nothing that was going to stop this at all. But don't worry. The government's always here to keep you safe. Believe me. Trust me. Just give them a little bit more power. We'll even listen to uh, Philadelphia's mayor real quick. Clearly a criminal. He was. He is a criminal. And he was. A, he had apparently a long record, which I'm not sure if I don't have it in front of me, but has been involved in the criminal justice before. And he was able to get these weapons and a large magazine, a large amount of, of bullets. 
whether so it's whether it's our six officers who were shot or it's some 15, 17, 20 year old kid on the streets of Philadelphia who gets shot with guns that shouldn't be in people's hands. And it's 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 aggravating. It's saddening. Uh, and it's just something that we we need to we need to do something about. And if the state and federal government don't want to don't want to stand up to the NRA and some other folks, then let us let us police ourselves. But they preempt us on all kinds of gun control legislation. Our officers deserve to be protected, and they don't deserve to be shot at uh, by a guy for hours uh, with an unlimited supply of weapons and an unlimited supply of bullets. So it's disgusting, and we got to do something about it. And um, we, we need to do something about it quick. You know what? It is. It is disgusting. It is. Now, of course, any time that there is a shooting, I mean, this is terrible. People were shot. Officers were shot trying to protect and serve. But what's disgusting is that this mayor is going to come out right after this happens and blame lax gun control laws on this being the reason that it happened. He blamed the NRA and their gun lobby for that being the reason that this happened. And uh, just one second, let me... uh pop open this nice Coke Zero real quick. It's pretty good. It's not too bad. Not too bad at all. So this mayor is out there blaming gun laws on this guy and this shooting. These six police officers getting shot. What's the problem? Um, well, this guy already wasn't allowed to buy guns at all. He was not. He had a very long criminal record. This was, in fact, a drug bust. That's what this was. These people were here to take this guy down for being a drug dealer. Now, there's a little bit of irony in that, in the fact that the police were there to take him down for selling something, for possessing something that was illegal, that he was not allowed to have. They were already there raiding his house because of that. And he wasn't even supposed to have... How does this guy have these drugs? How is he a drug dealer? Drugs are illegal. There's no way this guy could have actually had drugs. I mean, they've been illegal for like 100 years. There's no... We've figured this out in the last 100 years. Trust me. We've had a whole century to make sure that there's no drugs on the street. So there... How... In the world could he have had this? The irony in this is that he's talking about gun control laws like they're going to stop this from happening when they couldn't even stop the guy from having drugs in the first place when they've been illegal for a 100 years. Let me tell you a little bit about this guy's criminal history. I'm going to go ahead and follow... Uh, I'm going to follow Ben Shapiro's lead and not say his name on the air. I think that's a good. I think that's a good rule. Uh, Shapiro's got this thing where, when there is some kind of a shooting, he doesn't say what the person's name is because I think they have shown that what some of these guys like is a little bit of the notoriety, some of the fame that they get from doing this. And I don't want to help this guy out with that whatsoever. But I'm going to read from Townhall.com. This is just a little bit of his criminal history. So this history in the adult criminal justice system began in, began in 2001 when he was 18 and was arrested with a gun that had an altered serial number. Public records show that he has been arrested about a dozen times since turning 18 and convicted six times on charges that involved illegal possession of guns, drug dealing, and aggravated assault. He has been in and out of prison. The longest sentence handed him, 
uh, handed to him came in 2010 when a federal judge gave him a 55-month term. His record would indicate he does not like to go to prison. In 2008, he was convicted of escaping, fleeing from police, and resisting arrest. He also spent time in federal prison. In 2008, he pleaded guilty to federal firearms violations after he was caught with a Smith & Wesson 357 and later a Taurus PT 45 semi-auto. His prior felony conviction should, should have barred him from owning those weapons. Okay, do you, catch, do you catch anything in this? Now, we're out here talking about what, while the shooting is going on, presidential candidate Kamala Harris is on CNN, split screen while the thing's still happening, talking about how we need more gun laws. Like that's, like that's going to fix this. There's never any kind of situation that they won't use to get some kind of a political point across at all, even this one. Now, I do think we have an issue with gun violence. I th- we do. I think we can clearly say that. But there's a problem when we start acting like laws are going to fix this. See, I think that's actually worse. I think that's worse than what I'm coming out and saying right now. I think coming out and proposing things that have no chance of changing anything whatsoever is a, is a lot worse of an idea than talking about maybe fixing some of the some of the other situations that we have, the real problems that are causing things like this to happen. We could go down the road of talking about the fact that this guy, this whole thing happened because they were trying to take him down for selling drugs. You know, this is a libertarian program. Libertarians happen to believe that you own your body. That seems like a pretty simple statement, right? You own your body. And since you own your body, you can choose to do whatever you would like with that body or to that body as long as you do not harm anybody else in the process. Yes, that goes for doing illegal drugs, doing drugs. Terrible thing to do, by the way. I do I I just I am not out here saying that people should go and do whatever kind of drugs this guy was selling at all. But the plain fact of the matter is these cops shouldn't have been going to bust this guy in the first place. So there's your number one thing. Because in a free country where you own your own body, you should be able to do drugs and ruin your life if you want to. That's part of having responsibility. That's part of being free. We could focus a lot of this attention that the police are focusing on drugs. We could focus this on solving some, I don't know, some murders. Uh, maybe some rape cases. We could actually spend time solving things where people had their liberties taken away from them, where people had their rights taken away from them by other people. Not solving these imaginary crimes where people chose to do something freely upon their own will and then trying to take them down for that. Your Six cops got shot, okay? You're talking possibility of six police officers dying for what? To stop someone from selling something that people were buying from him voluntarily that shouldn't have been illegal in the first place? I'm not saying drugs are a good thing. But what I am saying is, honestly, this the whole drug thing goes down the line of everything else that we talk about all the time. 
You should have your responsibility to take care of your life. It is not the government's job to be your daddy. It's not the government's job to be your parent at all. This goes when we talk about financial situations, and now it goes when we're talking about doing terrible things to your own body. Now, if you're doing drugs, what you're thinking is that, well, they could do drugs and then go, go get in the wreck and, and uh, hurt someone. Yeah, obviously, there's laws against that already. Just like how we have alcohol. If you're drinking and you get caught drinking and driving, or you're drinking and you hit someone else and harm them, then there are laws that take care of that. We can't do this whole pre-crime thing. We don't have enough money, we don't have enough resources, and it's not worth risking people's lives to prevent crimes where someone is just doing something upon their own free will to their own body. That's the first part. The second is the gun part. Well, let's look at the drug thing real quick. Like I was saying earlier, how long have drugs been illegal in the U.S.? I don't I mean... At least a hundred years. I don't know when. I don't know when they first outlawed them. When when this whole thing, when you know DEA started, or when police agencies started going at drug dealers like this. But I'm pretty sure we can say a uh, hundred years since marijuana. Uh, obviously later or uh, later than that, since some of these things maybe weren't invented yet. I don't know. So we've already had these things banned for a really long time, decades. They've been banned. You're not allowed to have them. You're not allowed to possess them. There's billions of dollars every single year that is put towards making sure that this this kind of stuff is not on the street. And we still have stuff like this going on. That right there should already answer your question on this whole, well, shouldn't we just make certain kinds of guns illegal? Or shouldn't we make high-capacity magazines illegal? Or shouldn't we make a certain kind of bullet illegal? Maybe we can confiscate or do some kind of buyback program on assault weapons or some kind of, some kind of thing like that. That's not going to solve anything. They were going to bust the guy because he was dealing something that had already been illegal for decades. Okay, the, uh, there you go. Your idea is already killed. Already dead on arrival right there. So now we have to look at guns. What are you going to do about them? We can't keep drugs off the street. What's really interesting is you have a lot of liberals who are pushing for basically open borders. How can you be open borders and want to make sure that no one has any dangerous assault weapons? Because I would say a lot of... A lot of guns are just going to come up from the South. Don't you think that's a pretty good possibility? Shouldn't you put some kind of a checkpoint down there to make sure that no one's coming across with any guns? If that's your, if, if that's your policy, is to make sure that no one has these guns? I would say you'd have to be for some kind of a, a gate, a fence down there where you have to have people line up and come across the border, make sure they don't have a truckload of guns coming with them. I don't know. That, that's just me. But now we have guns that somehow we're just going to make the, this idea is that we're just going to make them illegal and then people won't have them have them anymore. That mayor, Jim Kinney, I think was his name, talking about people shouldn't have this kind of firepower. They shouldn't have this many bullets. They shouldn't have high capacity 
magazines. They shouldn't have whatever kind of rifles the guy was using. Okay? He also wasn't supposed to have the drugs. And he still had those. Can you imagine how dangerous the drug war is and how expensive the drug war is right now? Can you imagine? Let's see, that's called the drug war. Can you imagine the gun war? That's going to be a lot more dangerous. And we've got like 400 million guns in the U.S. right now. We've got a large portion of our society that has these guns, whereas drugs, uh, a very small portion of our society has drugs or does drugs. We've got a, a majority portion of our society that is okay with guns or owns guns. So this idea that somehow you're going to just take them off the street and then we're all going to be safer doesn't really, uh, that's not really going to work. So now we can look at what, um, background checks? Is that going to fix it? Well, okay, well that sounds good. That sounds like it could take care of some of this situation. Oh wait, this guy already wasn't allowed to have guns. The guns that he had are illegal already. So it gets really really ridiculous when you have these do-gooder politicians continuously going out, acting like they're going to do something that's going to solve this, acting like they're going to do something that's going to solve this, whereas it really isn't going to solve it at all. Listen to this guy uh, at a town hall meeting. I believe this was in North Carolina or something like that. Greensboro all my life. Uh, I didn't have time to write a fancy speech. I didn't have time to, you know, I didn't have the the resource of a English teacher to sit down and write a speech with at school today and be you know bought over here or practice or anything. What I really came down here for is this. Uh, I've heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group and domestic violence and blacks, these minorities and that minority. What I want to know is when are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white, you want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. It's ridiculous. I don't think Rod Serling could come up with a better script. It does not make any sense. The law-abiding citizens of this community and many communities around this country, we're the first ones taxed and the last ones considered and the first ones punished when things like this happens because our rights are the ones that are being taken away. That's the reason why I came down here today. Gun show or no gun show, NRA or no NRA. I'm here to stand up for the law-abiding citizens of this community. Because I'm going to tell you that what's going to happen. You can take the guns away from us all you want to. You all write a law, I follow the law, I'll bring my guns down here, I'll turn them in. But here's what's going to happen. The Crips and the Bloods on the other side of town, they're not going to turn their guns in. They're going to hold on to them. And what's going to happen when you have to send the police down there to go take them? The police can barely enforce the law as it is. It's what I see. We demonize the police, criminalize and, and, and vilify the police, and we make the criminals into victims. And we're talking about restricting guns? How are you going to do that? 
How are you going to do that when the police department's already hamstrung? You're not going to be able to go down here and take these guns from these criminals. So the criminals are going to hold on to their guns. They're still going to have them. They're still going to break in my house and they're still going to shoot me with them. And guess who's going to be the one that suffers? It's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it is not going to happen without a fight. And when I say fight, I don't mean shots fired. I don't mean fist thrown. I mean, I'm going to come down here to this city council and raise hell just like these loonies from the left do until you listen to the majority of the people in this city. And I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law abiding and they follow the law and they want their constitutional right to be able to bear, to bear arms. They want to be able to gun go to the gun show and buy a hunting rifle or sport or sport rifle. There are no military grade weapons sold showed, uh, sold at the uh, gun show. An AR-15 is not a military grade weapon. Anybody that would go into combat with an AR-15 is a fool. It's a semi-automatic 22 rifle. You'd be killed in 15 minutes in combat with that thing. So we need to dispel all these myths and we need to drop all this all this division that we got going on here. Because the bottom line is, when that Second Amendment was written, whether the framers liked it or not, they wrote it for everybody. And I am everybody. And the law abiding citizens of this city are everybody. And we want our rights, and we want to keep our rights. And by God, we're going to keep them. Come hell or high water. Okay, I actually wasn't going to play all that video, but man, that's too good to not let that guy keep going. I would love for him to be here doing this show with me right now. It's exactly what this guy said. The criminals are going to keep their guns, okay? Doesn't matter what law you pass. At all. Obviously. Look at the situation in Philadelphia. What law were you going to pass that would have meant that this guy wouldn't have those guns? Because he already wasn't allowed to have them. At all. Yet he had probably multiple, probably thousands of rounds. Wasn't allowed to have them. Like I said, he had drugs that have been illegal for decades. They haven't been able to clean drugs up off the street yet. You know why? Because you can keep making drugs. Here's the thing. You can't uninvent something that's been uninvented. That's what people are really wanting to do here. The problem is you can't uninvent guns. People can make them in their garage. You need a, a, a pipe. You need some kind of a, a trigger and you need some kind of projectile. That's really about it. Some kind of explosive in there. And you got a gun. You can make it in your garage. If you, if you were awake for half of your shop class, you can probably come up with a way to make a gun. You can't uninvent them. And people who are criminals are going to continue having the guns, just like people who are criminals are going to continue having the drugs. So really, when you talk about taking guns away... As this gentleman said, you're only going to take guns away from law-abiding citizens. That's who you're going to take them away from. The criminals, they're still going to have them. Now, I'm all for a conversation about how we reduce violence across the country. But these politicians coming out like the mayor in Philly or like Kamala Harris going out there and saying that the, the answer is increased background checks or assault weapon bans, anything like that, that's called, that's some demagoguery right there. 
That's them coming out there telling you that they're going to fix all the situations in your life. All I got to do is put them in power and they're going to take care of it for you. Don't worry about it. The problem is this, just like every other situation, they're out there lying about what they can do. They're making promises that they can't keep. And the only thing that ever happens is they get more power because of it. They get to stay in office because of it. They get higher salaries all the time because of it. Nothing good ever happens for the people. So we can talk about some kind of a way to reduce violence that probably goes with reducing a lot of the hatred and angst that's flowing around the country right now. Probably goes uh, for maybe decriminalizing some drugs. A lot of the violence that happens in the U.S. is gang violence. A lot of the gang violence that happens is because of dealing drugs. This situation in Philadelphia was a drug dealer that they were trying to raid. And it did not go well. Should they have been there in the first place? Now, the guy probably was a dangerous person. I'm sure he was. Sounds like he had a really long record. Now, I didn't actually read anything in his record where he had actually harmed other people. I saw where he was had illegally possessed weapons that he was not supposed to possess after probably having some kind of a drug conviction, so he wasn't allowed to have the weapons, and then he kept getting caught with weapons. So, should they have been there in the first place? I don't know. I think we should talk about that first. Why don't, before we decide that we're going to only leave weapons in the hands of criminals... Why don't we talk about reducing some of the drug laws first so we can reduce some of the unnecessary violence so we can get police working on more important matters like murder, like rape, like assault, anything like that. Let's get their time spent actually helping people who have been harmed by other people against their will. So I'm just going to leave you guys with that today. Uh, once again, another real quick episode. Hey, hit subscribe on the show. I'm hoping that Charlie's going to be back here with me tomorrow. That'll make it a lot easier. But hit subscribe. And also, go to Instagram. Follow us at Good Morning Liberty. Twitter, at Good AM Liberty. Go to Facebook and search Good Morning Liberty. And you can go to goodmorningliberty.us and see all kinds of articles on there. Uh, you can go to BernieLies.com and read some articles that are specifically tailored for all you Bernie Sanders fans out there. And if you want to get a Bernie Lies t-shirt, we'll just go to goodmorningliberty.us slash shop. If you guys do all of those things, we will be right back here for you again tomorrow. Until then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.